Welcome to The Real Deal with Jen Costa, your podcast for all things spiritual, where I take you along on my journey through life and we talk about mediumship, all things woo, and everything in between. Let's get started. So it's been a few weeks since I recorded any podcasts and I was really trying to do it weekly to keep the consistency and just like keep it going for myself as this is like new, but I found that the last few weeks I've been in a really weird place and every time I say that, even in my mind, I hear like the waiting place and it brings me back to the book um, by Dr. Seuss, Oh, the Places You'll Go. And I absolutely love that book. I just feel like there's so much like wisdom in there. And I'm like, wow, that, that, that's some stuff, that book. But in the middle of the book, it talks about the waiting place. It's like you're waiting for things to happen or it's like people are waiting for like a plane to go or it, it's just a, a great like metaphor for where I felt I was at. And after quitting my corporate job, which I did, I think three weeks ago now in the big, like June, I think it's like June 8th. So maybe even a month ago now, I was trying to figure out how I navigate, I guess, to the next step. What is the next step? And I had some freelance lined up and I had some other plans to do readings and things like that, but nothing is taking off quickly. And also I think working a nine to five, I was used to, this is what I do. I get up at nine, I work and at five I sign off and it's done. And it was very almost robotic, but structured. And I was okay with that. But to try and navigate back to the flow of, oh, I've done this before, but this feels different this time. I think before I was years ago when I had quit my other corporate job, I think this is now this is round two. When I quit my other corporate job, I was in the beginning of my development. So I really took that time and developed and had other things in place, like not financially, but like my focus was development. So I would do some freelance. I would like get up in the morning. I would go to the gym. I would walk every day in the woods for an hour. And then my daughter would be at school and that's when I would do those things. And then when she came home, I would usually take her. She had a bunch of appointments because she was going to occupational therapy and anxiety therapy. So two different appointments because, well, she's my kid. She's a sensory kid. She is, she's an empath. She feels everything. She was highly sensitive to everything, noise, feeling, um, clothing, all kinds of things. And that in turn, I think also helped uh, caused her anxiety or added to it, not caused. During that time, I ended up having to think outside the box. And I ended up taking money out of my 401k, which is the retirement in the US, which is where I live. And growing up for me, I was told that's not what you do. Like you don't touch your 401k, you put it and you leave it there and you don't ever touch it. But I had to think outside the box because the freelance I was getting and what I was doing and what I was going through at that time. Also, I had just been newly divorced and was in an apartment on my own. And I had, you know, a five-year-old with me. I think actually when 
it all happened. She was like three or four. But at this point, when I quit this job, she was about five years old. So I had to think out of the box and I did feel some guilt about taking out of my 401k. But I thought, listen, this is bringing me like peace and I've earned this money. I put all this money in there and this is helping me during this time, then so be it. I'll make it up later somehow, some way. And I just trusted that I would. And I still, to this day, I do not regret taking that money out. I know other people may not agree with me and think that was a bad idea and that's fine, but you know what? It's their, it's not their money. It's mine. It was my choice and I could not do more than I was already doing then. And that worked for me. And I had to pay a lot of money out of pocket for those two therapies for her. And that I was okay with this. And this brought me peace and it let me sleep at night and it let me be with her and it let me drive her to school and help her with what she needed. So I was completely okay with that. So now I'm thinking about these last two weeks and I'm like, okay, I've already done this, but I'm feeling like in a weird place and I'm trying to figure out how to navigate from here to this other position that I want to go into. And it's not a work position. It's a, I want to do freelance, but I want to get my whatever spiritual business looks like up and going because that's what I'm meant to do. I'm not even going to say what's what I want to do. It's what I'm meant to do. It's I've tried other things. That is not my, that is not my path at all. And this is the only one that feels right. So I'm trying to figure out how this looks, but I'm also trying to adjust myself to what does this look like daily for me? Like, how does that look like structure wise? And I find myself thinking about money a lot. And I think this is where a lot of our conditioning comes in of, in our culture of what is important and how you're supposed to do things and you're supposed to make money and I will put a lot of pressure on myself for all of these things. So as I've been trying to figure out the last few weeks or month of where does this go? How do I navigate? What feels right to me? Like, what are my next steps? There's been a lot of being still. And sometimes I like being still and other times I'm ready to go forward. And it's hard because I want to go forward, but I need to be still. But what kept coming up for me and... A lot of this happens like when I drive or when I take a shower, I get these like inspirational or like thoughts or I feel like they're like messages that we all get that we might think we're actually thinking, but they pop in out of nowhere. And one of them specifically was something that happened to me a few years ago. And now I'm laughing thinking about the actual timing because I didn't put that together until now. So last time I was freelancing, the first time we're going to say, not this time, I had wanted to get something more stable. Um, It was like a few years after I'd been freelancing, about two years or so. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I could go for more stability and more money. That would be nice at this point in my life. And I had actually got hired at the job I had just left. As I got hired, like that week, I didn't even start the job yet. And I'm shopping in a grocery store around me and this is not the grocery store I normally go to but for some reason that day that's where I went I usually go to the one directly across the street because it's cheaper but for some reason I was like I just can't do that today it's usually really busy in there really crowded so I go into the one across the street and I park and I go in and I'm shopping and I'm just like in my own zone and I'm like cool like thinking I have this job now this is great like and just shopping and shopping's not my favorite thing to do but I was like okay I'll just do this get the list and get done and go home and I'm walking down an aisle 
and I get to almost the end of the aisle and there's a guy, he goes across in front of me and he stops and he goes, oh, excuse me, miss. And I'm thinking, oh, he's going to ask me where something is because this is what happens to me sometimes when I'm in the grocery store. Like I literally had one guy stop and say, can you show me where the Vidalia onions are? He's like, if, and he literally said, if I don't come home with these, my wife is going to kill me. I don't know which onion it is. So I literally had to go show him one day and bring him over and say, this is what it is. <laughs> so I got a good like laugh out of that. So I'm assuming that's what this guy's going to do. He doesn't know where something is. And he stops and I'm stopped and he's trying to ask me a question. And he's like, uh, um, well, and he's not making eye contact with me. And then I see around his eyes starts to get a little red. And this is all like a lot happens in a matter of like 30 seconds that I'm taking in. I'm like realizing, oh, when my daughter was young and she used to cry, like before she would cry, her eyes would get red and then she would lose it. So before she would actually have any tears developed, there would be all redness around her eyes. And I'm like watching this guy and I'm like thinking to myself, I'm trying to interpret what's happening. And then I look in his cart and he's got like two kinds of like kid cereal, um, like the sugary good stuff, like we all love as kids. And he's got like a loaf of bread and maybe like milk or something else like that. And that's it, like basic stuff. And I'm thinking, he's got kids. Like this guy's not buying all this stuff for him. And it's like super basic stuff. There's maybe four or five things in his cart. He finally gets some words out and he's like not really looking at me. And he's like, I was wondering if, if I could just you know, if you have $10 you could spare so I could, you know, get some basics for my family at home, like in groceries. And, and I was like floored. Like, I'm like, that is not what I was expecting. So in that moment, he never said he had kids. I just, you, I just knew like this guy's not getting these two boxes of cereal of kids cereal for himself. That just like was like my intuition. I mean, maybe he was, but I, I knew he wasn't. I have a young kid at the time so I know how it goes and as soon as he asked me for that oh my god like I almost lost lost it like crying because the amount of vulnerability you have to have to ask someone for money at a grocery store is just that's going to be one of probably the hardest things a, a person can do like I mean not one of the hardest things but like that is I can't imagine how much that takes for someone to ask that and even as I like record this this thing and I think about this story sometimes it literally brings tears to my eyes and I literally will have to stop while I'm telling this like and edit this so much because I literally am like I could lose it any second I think it's just the feeling that I'm meant to remember and not forget that moment in this experience so I, I'm shocked now at this point in the store and I'm like yeah absolutely and he's like, okay. And I was like, I don't have any cash though. I said, but I'll meet you in, you know, one of the aisles. Let me just finish shopping and I'll meet you in the aisle. And I said, go get whatever you need and I'll meet you there and then we'll, we'll pay for it and I'll use my card because no one has cash these days anymore. So I go finish my grocery shopping and I bump into him in another aisle and he goes, okay, I'm all set. And now the guy has like seven things. And I was like, instead of like f four things that he had. So he only got, now he's like, I'm ready, that's it. And I'm looking at him and I go, and I knew from seeing the cereal boxes earlier that he had kids at home. 
And I go, I asked him, I go, do you have kids? And he said, yeah, I have a boy and a girl at home. And I was like, go get more food. Like, and he's like, what? And I'm like, go fill your cart. Like, that's not enough. Like, you need, just go fill your cart and I will pay for it. I don't care what it costs. Just fill your cart with food for the week, please. And he was like, seriously? And I was like, I'm very serious. And now at this point in my life, I had just gotten this job, which is the highest paying job I've ever had. And I was like, absolutely. And like, I was in such a position to be able to help. I was like, please just go buy whatever you need. So he's like, okay. So he goes and then I go pay for my groceries and I put them in my car and I'm like, whoa, like trying to comprehend what is happening. Now I'm trying to comprehend it. So I've always put forward this like intention or thought that, hey, if someone can't afford their groceries, please like put them in front of me in a grocery store so I can pay for them. Not like five people away where I can't, I'm not going to go jump the line and make a big scene, but like, let me be able to help quietly to pay. And I lived in a larger city where, and I went to the uh, cheaper grocery store where I had always thought like, why hasn't this happened yet? Like I'm shocked because a lot of people in the city that I lived in were on um, get benefits from the state and money can be a problem and it's it's common but nothing had ever presented itself to me there like in front of me to be like let me help someone else and it's like I didn't want to help someone else for ego or anything it's like growing up my family had to use the food pantry so I wanted to be able to give back so for years I had always had that intention of put someone in front of me, put someone in front of me and nothing ever happened. And that was years. So until this day, and this happened in a way that I completely had no idea was going to happen and completely unexpected and not in the way that I had thought of. It'll just be the person paying at the checkout line in front of me. This was some guy literally asked me for help. So I go back into the grocery store and I find him and I'm like, all right, like talking to spirit, like, let me know if there's anything else I can do. So I meet up with him and now he's got his cart full. And I'm like, okay, good. Like you have a good amount of food in your cart. Like it is full. And I'm like, okay, this is what I wanted. I didn't want you to get home with like seven things. Cause that's just no. So we're talking and we're in line now to wait and to pay. And I'm just kind of like hanging out with them. Right. So it's not looking weird. It just looks like we're together maybe. And then I'll just swipe my credit card and then we'll go. And we're talking And the guy ends up telling me like about his personal life and that he has two kids and one's younger and, and he has a boy and a girl and like he's having a hard time with the boy. And like he had started, this guy had started his own like painting business and it was doing well. And then the pandemic happened and then it just like crashed it. And he's like, I lost like everything. And now I'm just trying to like make ends meet. And he's just like opening up and I'm like, oh my God. And he's like, yeah, their mom is a, an ad, a drug addict. And she's like, in and out there's no consistency this you know there and I'm like oh my god and I'm like spirit really (laughs) like my dad was a drug addict this is like completely opposite except we had three kids and my father was a drug addict but I'm like I I'm just like floored by this whole thing so we go up and we pay and now sometimes I can be a skeptic of people right because one, I'm human. Two, I was a police officer so I'm still like dealing with some of the trauma from that and some of the people issues I have from that but overall I think I'm pretty open so I pay for him and then we go to walk out and he goes hey 
can I ask you one more thing? And he goes, could you buy me a tank of gas? And then the skeptic in me popped up, right? And I'm thinking, oh, okay, you're going to keep going with this, right? But I was like, I shut it up real quick and was like, just shut up. You offered to do this, like, be a good person and like, take it back, dial it back. Like, that's not you saying that. That's your, like, a trauma from other life events. So I was like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. I'll follow you to the um, gas station and we'll fill your tank. So we go out to the parking lot and I go, I'll just follow you to the, the gas station. Where's your car parked? And he goes, oh, it's right there. And we walk over and I go, you've got to be kidding me. And my car was parked directly in front of his. We're literally like facing each other. Like, what are the chances in a whole parking lot? And he's like, you're kidding me. And I'm like, I am not like, and like, we're like laughing. Like, this is wild. Like, he's just like, I can't thank you enough. Like, this is so like, I'm so grateful. And I'm just like floored. Now again, I'm like, holy crap, you've got to be kidding me. The guy parked in front of me in a huge like grocery store parking lot in the front. It was the, it was, it wasn't even like, we're at the back of the rows. It was the very first spot. How often do you get the first spot at the grocery store in the front? So I follow him to the gas station and he's got this beat up truck. And so we go into the gas station and I have my card again. And he's like, okay. He goes, yeah, I can only do like seven gallons. And I was like, what? And he's like, I can only fill it seven gallons because there's a hole in my tank and it will only take that much. Otherwise it'll spill out. And I'm thinking, oh my God. Like, and I was the one who was like, what, you want to tank gas now? Like, really? And I'm like, the poor guy can't even keep barely any gas in his tank because he can't even fill it. And I was like, oh, my God. So he's filling it. And he's like, I'm just so appreciative. Thank you so much. And then he's like, can I can I have your number to like, I don't know, one day buy you a coffee or something? And I'm like, sure. And he's like, it was during the pandemic. So he's like, man, if it wasn't the pandemic time, I'd give you a hug. But like, so we like fist bumped. And I was like, no problem. Then I was like, just good luck. And we went our separate ways. And I have never heard from him. And I don't expect to hear from him. But I guess why I tell the story is because that's the one that kept popping in my head these last like few weeks to remind me of, I think, the sentiment of whatever we ask for, spirit always gives us something better. So like we almost limit ourselves when we say, I want X, Y, and Z. I had always wanted to pay for someone's groceries at the grocery store. And the way I pictured it was them in front of me at the checkout line. It was not the way this whole experience went at all. So as I go through these next few weeks and month, I'm really trying to lean into, be open to spirit, let them come with all the ideas. I'll try and push stuff forward, but I'm trying to be open to them and how things look and to reevaluate and navigate this because it's so different, because it's nothing I've done before, even though I've done this before, it looks very different this time. My intention is different this time. My experience is different this time. And that will happen all through life. So it's really, I'm working on building a trust with them and reflecting on my past experiences to be like, all right, got to trust spirit to like let the good stuff happen because their version is way, way better than my version. And it always has been through my whole life. So take that maybe into account and see how that works for you. And as I go forward this week, I'm going to lean more into that trust and surrender, which is the big word I'm seeing right now for myself and, and surrender into an approach that might look a little different for me that I'm not used to. 
and be open to that. So whatever changes you're going through, whatever you're navigating at this time, the energy for me seems to feel like it's calm, but moving into something directional. And maybe this is where we take the time to be kind to ourselves and to look at past behaviors and how they may influence us now and what maybe we'd like to change about that. And let me know like what you've experienced around this because I would love to hear other people's stories. Message me on Instagram, send me an email, any way you want. And I hope you have a great one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave me a review or rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to share with friends. And if you're interested in getting a reading from me, you can book directly on jencostamedium.com. Have an awesome day, and thanks for taking the time to listen.